Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the professionals behind better learning. It's not one or two big levers. It's more like 101% solutions choreographed and organized in a setting where it can be done successfully again and again and again. Creating the Citizens for Tomorrow is a mission that many believe is important, but few actually are spending the time to work at and get after. Jack McCarthy is our next guest. He's CEO and president of Apple Tree Institute for Education Innovation, and he is very much involved in how do we create citizens with our children's education. Jack, tell us all a bit about Apple Tree. What do you guys do? So Apple Tree consists of a research institute as well as a network of publicly funded uh, charter preschools here in Washington, D.C. And we also won a federal investing in innovation grant to codify, document, and develop a um, comprehensive early instructional model that includes what to teach, how to teach, and how to know it's working. And it's something that we use in all of our schools and a number of other schools in Washington, D.C. use it. We educate about 2,500 kids out of the 14,000 three and four-year-olds in the city. So you have a big influence in how our, our next generation of children is going to be raised. What is What it kind of... Uh, values and life attitudes are you trying to inculcate when you talk about citizenship and life skills with uh were they three-year-olds four-year-olds five-year-olds three and four-year-olds and really i i think the thing we're trying to do is to ensure that more kids regardless of the background in which they grew up get to fully participate in um, education careers and life and a key to that is developing really good language and literacy skills, good vocabulary, good numeracy skills, um, and the life skills that are identified with, uh, or positive behaviors that are identified with success in school careers and the workplace. Things like being able to pay attention to instruction, to follow directions, to take turns, to share, most, most important to persist when frustrated, to solve problems with words, those kinds of things that a lot of adults could really benefit from uh, today as well. But these things, when all brought together, really prepare kids to enter K, K through 12, um, likely to thrive. It's, I think, pretty significant because as you describe those life skills, I, I do think that we are in a very interesting moment in time where things like being able to make eye contact, communicate cogently, to be able to shake hands, uh, just to live within the unwritten rules of society is becoming more and more important as as our society you know gets more technologically adept. But yet, children are inundated with media images of people who don't play by any of those rules and are lionized. How do you get, in a world of media pervasiveness, how do you get the kids to understand that that's not the best way to succeed? It's a, it's a big problem with role models, as I think you've uh, – we don't have enough – great role models today, and hopefully we can get more. But I think quality education really comes around, it really depends on the environment within which it is. Uh, it takes place. You know, we have centers where there are warm, nurturing relationships with well-prepared adults that really have a, a well-articulated program of instruction, and they receive a lot of support and coaching in providing that, that takes kids and helps them develop trusting relationships with adults, which is really important because a lot of kids maybe have one parent, uh, sometimes no parents, a grandparent, not an uncle. They're in, um, they're growing up in, in surroundings where they just haven't had 
uh, the kind of experiences that we know really are important for you know strong neural connections and to develop um, the way that successful kids will develop. And so what we try to do through our time with these children, sometimes from 7.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, is try to provide that kind of experience that helps them develop so that they can have those kinds of warm, nurturing, engaging uh, relationships with other students, with other people, and you know, try to get the maximum that they can get out of uh, school, careers, and life. As you describe it, I hear a lot of intentionality a lot of intentionality around creating empathy and understanding. And so is is education an art or a science? I think it's it's a little bit of both. It what I've learned is that it's not one or two big levers. It's more like a hundred one percent solutions choreographed and organized in a setting where it can be done successfully again and again and again, and really providing highly personalized um, education to kids as well as to teachers. Because um, when you think about it, we know science tells us and research tells us that all children are capable of learning at high standards. There have been studies that were done in the 70s where children from disadvantaged backgrounds with a, with a single tutor can be educated to the highest levels. You know, they, it's, it's called the two standard deviation problem. The problem that we have in education is it works like a conveyor belt. So kids get moved along whether they've mastered the, uh, the standards or not. We have a competency-based model so that kids make progress and they, they advance when they've mastered the material. And this is where we use technologies as a force multiplier, if you will, for all of these activities, all of this data gathering, all of the processes that really provide teachers with what they need to deliver highly personalized instruction to children and then to manage um, the succeeding um, instruction and uh, experiences that culminate in someone being very well educated by the time they're entering kindergarten. And it's the same with teachers, using the same data and the same experiences to build um, highly proficient teachers in early education. There's a huge shortage right now of teachers who are prepared to do this kind of work with young children, particularly those from disadvantaged backgrounds. I would imagine that with your role at an apple tree and being in these classrooms that you have amazing moments of, you know, getting to read to, to a child or, or seeing children interact in positive ways. What's the moment in the last week or so that has put a smile on your face? You thought, God, I'm glad I do this job. It's so funny. A couple of blocks from here, I was over at the supermarket uh, checking out and there was a little girl uh, there. And, um, you know, I, I talked with her. Her mother was uh, in the line. And she said, you're Mr. Appletree. And she had attended our Columbia Heights uh, preschool. And I had been in one of the classes on a tour or something like that. But just to have a small child look and say, you're Mr. Appletree to me, you know, that only has to happen once or twice, you know, a year to make your day. And she had a great experience at her school. Her mother was very happy with um, the education that they had gotten, and they were very engaged. So now it's going to happen to you two times in one day. Mr. Appletree, <laughs> Jack McCarthy, CEO and president of Appletree Institute for Education and Innovation. It was great having you, and we're really lucky in the D.C. region to have folks like you educating our children. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
Tracy Madigan, our producer, and I really enjoyed putting it together. And it's just another great example of where we're finding more and more people coming our way to share their great stories. So don't forget to reach out to us directly on Twitter at, at What's Working DC or find us through LinkedIn. But most importantly, spread the word about this show. It's having an effect. People are excited. And more importantly, we're pushing back on the notion that the only thing that happens in Washington is politics. And a special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the DC area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. Flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. So we'll see you next time on What's Working in Washington. Goodbye. The It's All Journalism podcast with your host, Michael O'Connell. Good journalism still matters, especially in these times of fake news and digital disruption. It's All Journalism talks to working journalists and media thought leaders about how they do their jobs. We learn about the latest techniques and technologies they use to tell their stories. Get a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into reporting the news in the 21st century. The It's All Journalism podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcast1.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast DC.